Welcome to the Dental Domination Podcast from Dentalscapes, a full-service digital marketing agency for dentists, hosted by Dan Bryan. Visit Dentalscapes.com for a free strategy session and take your dental practice to the next level. All right, welcome back to the Dental Domination Podcast. My name is Dan Bryan. I am the co-founder at Dentalscapes. We're an online marketing agency specifically for dental practices. And I am so excited uh, to be back here on the pod again and joined uh, by a very special guest. Uh, Her name is Haley Buckner. She is the professional relations manager at Elevate Oral Care. Um, And in addition to that, and I want to dig into exactly what's going on over there because Elevate is doing some really cool cool things um, in the realm of preventive dental or prevental oral health care rather. And Haley knows what she's talking about. Let's just be honest. She's a former dental hygienist. She practiced for about six years. Um, and I want to give her an opportunity to speak more about herself and her background and how she got started uh, in oral health care as well and what brought her to Elevate. But today, I'm really thrilled to be talking about one of my favorite uh, topics within oral health care, and that is prevention. Uh, but I also want to focus in and, and kind of zoom in on how private practices can really incorporate preventive oral health care into their practice and do so in a way that's both best for the patient and also profitable and, and, and something that they can take and, and market themselves with appropriately. So, Without further ado, I don't want to talk uh, anyone's ear off, certainly. Uh, Haley, thank you so much for joining the show today, and uh, I'm really excited that you're here. What can you tell folks about who you are, what you do, where you came from, and um, yeah, let's just start there and we'll go, we'll go from it. Sure. Well, first of all, I just want to thank you, Dan, for having me here today. I'm excited to be a part of this and excited to share a little bit of information about Elevate Oral Care and who we are and, and who I am as well. Um, you kind of touched on it uh, before. I've been a hygienist clinically for six years, and then for the past seven years now, I've been working with Elevate Oral Care, which if you're not too familiar with who Elevate Oral Care is, we are truly leaders in prevention, and we're still a fairly young company, but the owners of our company have been around and been leaders in the prevention side of the dental world for a very long time. They used to own a company called Omni Oral Pharmaceuticals, which for those of you that have been around in in dentistry for a while, you would certainly remember Omni. They were the first company to launch a unit dose fluoride varnish here in the United States with Cavity Shield. And then they improved upon that and they launched the first tooth colored fluoride varnish with Vanish Varnish, which is still widely being used today. They had Periomed, the first Stannis fluoride rinse, so all sorts of firsts in dentistry. And that company ended up selling to 3M back in 2006. And since then, they've come back and launched Elevate Oral Care. And just like they did with Omni, we are strictly preventive care focused only. And we really have a motto that if we can't launch a product that is unique in its own, then we're really not going to launch it. We don't want to just continue to launch a lot of Me Too products. So we have a lot of um, unique products in our lineup. We were the company to bring forward uh, silver diamine fluoride in the United States with Advantage Arrest, which has yeah. been a game changer. So cool. So cool. Um, lots of great opportunities for every gen- every dental office to incorporate silver diamine fluoride into their practice. Um, I mean, it's so easy. So what, easy. I mean, why not? Yeah, why not? There's yeah. just so many great opportunities where hygienists can use it, uh, dentists can use it, assistants in some cases can use it. So 
Yeah. And might I add, there are some opportunities out there beyond the dental office as well. Absolutely. Yeah. In fact, they, the AMA just approved a CPT code for any healthcare provider to be able to apply silver diamine fluoride and bill for that as well. So you're right. Beyond Amazing. the dental clinic. Yes. Amazing. Yeah. I mean, so many cool things going on at Elevate. And, you know, you and I had an opportunity, I think, to sit down at Oh gosh, I, I don't even remember which conference it was, but we were in we were in Florida somewhere. I think we're, NOHC, I believe, the National Oral Health. Yeah, conference. yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Well, that was that was so great to to connect with you there, and um, I know Elevate is just really moving uh, with some cool game changing products as as they have been for some time now. And yeah, I'm just thrilled to get into this. And so, as sort of a starting point, I want to pitch it over to you. Before we get into profitability and and marketing your practice as one focused on prevention, let's just start, you know, with the fundamentals. Why is preventive oral health care so important and why is a focus on prevention something that, you know, private practices, but really all dentists should be uh, concerned with? And I, I think I know the answers to these questions, but I want to hear it straight from the expert. I want to hear it from you. Yeah. Well, you know, we're, we're lucky to live in a day and age where the day doesn't go by that you don't see a headline that correlates the relationship between oral health and total body health. So there is clearly a, a systemic link now that is known and it wasn't known for a long time. So to be practicing prevention with our patients is so important and not tertiary prevention. We don't want to be putting out fires, which essentially we do all day long and, and we do still want to put out those fires, but we want to prevent these fires before they even happen. So we want to be talking to pa our patients that are even still healthy, but we can see where they may be at risk. You know, we have so many patients that are on multiple medications that right there, probably they probably have some kind of a dry mouth side effect and that's already increasing their risk for developing caries and periodontal disease. So when we start to see these little, little red flags that are popping up, we need to make sure that we're practicing that primary prevention and getting these patients as healthy as possible so that we aren't just constantly in that tertiary mode and putting out these fires. And and once we do that and prevent these oral diseases, we have a huge yeah. opportunity to prevent a lot of some a lot of systemic diseases as well. Absolutely. And I mean, you know, whether it's uh, just common perception or or what it actually looks like in practice, I mean, there is so much focus on on restorative care um, in, in oral health. And, and there's certainly time and place for that. And it's obviously just a basic necessity, um, you know, in, in certain cases. But what does integrating prevention into one's practice really look like uh, from a practical standpoint? I mean, what what is what is a a private practice implementing and really prioritizing preventive care look like to you when you when you kind of take a 360 degree view? Yeah, so we have a team of our preventive care consultants, many of which are hygienists as well, that really go in and consult with offices. And we try to help these offices get every team member on the same page. Start with a simple caries risk assessment. Um, you know, by conducting a caries risk assessment, right then and there, we have an idea of where that patient's risk level is and what kind of interventions they may need. Um, yeah. And I know you had Dr. Matt Allen on as a guest previously. He is just a guru. He's so oh, he's great. so great. And he's just a, a 
guru in communication and that motivational interviewing or, or patient-centered communication. And he has trained yes. all of our team how to really help promote this motivational interviewing with their practices, because it's important that we meet our patients where they're at too. You know, 100%. yeah, we can sit there and lecture patients all day long that they should be doing X, Y, and Z to be healthy. But the reality is if they're not there and that's not the, at, you know, a focus of theirs, then they're not going to make that behavior change. So yeah. Dr. Allen's done a great job of, of educating our team to help educate dental practices across the country that it's a, it's a simple conversation of meeting your patient where they are and helping them to yes. develop a treatment plan that works for them in their life and what their goals are too. So, yeah. And you know, we could really go down the rabbit hole with this because you've, you've, you've teed me up for one of my favorite topics. And certainly I've been influenced by, by my husband, Zach, you know him, he's a, he's a practicing dentist as well, but, um, very much important when you talk about risk assessments and you talk about motivational interviewing, considering those non-clinical factors, the social determinants mm-hmm. and, and, and everything that, that really informs, um, a patient's experience out of the office and, and what that looks like and how that impacts their oral health. Just so many opportunities there. And I think it's, it's so great that there are organizations like yours, like Elevate, um, and, you know, practitioners like Dr. Allen, who are really pushing private practices in particular, because we know, you know, we know that health centers and that have, have really taken the lead in, in doing these types of things. But I'm so encouraged to see so many more private practices across the country really taking a step toward considering you know, whole person health. And, and that certainly encompasses things beyond just clinical factors, you know. Um, and, and so I'm so excited to, to hear about what you guys are doing at Elevate to address that. And I didn't even know that, um, Dr. Allen had, had coached your team on motivational interviewing. That's awesome. And, and some of those practices. So that's really, really cool. Now, you know, one thing that, you know, is, is sort of a, uh, I wouldn't even say that most dentists feel this way because I'm certainly not going to put words in anyone's mouths. Um, but there is, you know, obviously a, a focus within private practice on profitability. And that's, that's very much important. And, and preventive care is obviously not, you know, the high ticket type item that a lot of these restorative procedures are. Um, what would you say about what you yourself have called, um, uh, profitable prevention. I'm really, really curious to get your take on, on this and how that could impact the bottom line for those practices out there who maybe have not leaned fully into some of the, the practices that you're talking about, the SDF, the risk assessments, whatever it might be. But can you tell me more? I'm, I'm talking my ear off again. I apologize. But what can you tell me about profitable prevention? What does that look like? Yeah. So, you know, with Elevate Oral Care and our preventive care consultants, we have an opportunity to get a lot of feedback from our team and what they hear from dental offices. So when they're in there discussing fluoride varnish, you know, we'll often ask offices, well, who do you uh, perform a fluoride varnish on? And so often we'll hear offices respond with, you know, children, because most likely their dental insurance covers it. But, you know, yeah. the vast majority of adult patients are at risk. There was a, a camera mm-hmm. study out that I think they estimated 84.5% of the population is at moderate yeah. to high risk for caries. So we definitely should be considering fluoride varnish treatment for more than just who their insurance covers for. And yeah. a lot of times these dental offices feel that they're selling to a patient and oh, I don't like selling. I don't want to sell them a prescription toothpaste or I don't want to sell them this fluoride varnish treatment. You know, we typically yeah. reserve this for just those whose insurance will cover it. But the reality is the evidence-based research out there 
talks about that if patients have an increased risk for decay, they should absolutely yeah. be receiving that in-office fluoride varnish treatment at least once a year, oftentimes more, um, depending yeah. on their risk level. Same thing with the prescription toothpaste. And I understand offices don't want to be selling to their patients, but if they were to sell these products to the patient, of course, after you've done everything you need to to gather the information, you've conducted that carries risk assessment, you've used that motivational interviewing, and you and that patient have decided that a simple switch of their over-the-counter toothpaste to a prescription toothpaste is probably the best move for them. Yeah. And you're certainly not selling them. You're going off of evidence-based research and making those the the Journal of the American Dental yeah. Association's recommendations to these patients that they should be using yeah. those. And so at the end of the day, you're doing the right thing by the patient, but by selling these products in the practice, you're also having making a lot of money off of these where it's profitable to your practice, but you're also going to save patients money. I mean, a lot of practices don't realize that either. There was a really great uh, pharmaceutical study done where they looked at all 50 states they looked through urban, rural, and suburban areas to see what pharmacies actually carried as far as prescription toothpaste. And through this study, they found that the vast majority of pharmacies only carried generic gels, which these generic gels don't have any abrasives in it. So you're instructing your patient how to use a 5,000 parts per million toothpaste that you may be writing them a script for. But essentially, they yeah. go to the pharmacy and pick up a gel that is about a 1.8 ounce size tube, which should last them about five yeah. to six weeks. And you typically won't see that patient back on average for six months. So unfortunately, yeah. they it, they're, it's not adding up with what they're getting at the pharmacy versus what you're recommending. Yeah, they're out of sync. Exactly. So if you dis dispense that product in your practice, you're getting the patient what you recommend. You're giving them the amount they need until they see you again. And you're saving them money than what they would actually be paying at the pharmacy. And then again, at the end of the day, it's very profitable for your practice as well. Yeah. And you know, one of the things that I think is often overlooked about preventive care is its importance in building a long-term relationship exactly with the, right. with the patient or with the client. And so, you know, I'd, I'd love to get your take on, on what that means. I mean, you know, really, obviously every private practice, everyone out there is looking for a patient that's going to stay with your practice for five, 10 years, 20 years, maybe, maybe more. Um, and that really means going on a journey with that patient and being with them every step of the way and not just being there, you know, to perform the restorative procedures when warranted and when necessary, but also, you know, setting them up for long-term success. So what does that, what does that look like to you? And am, am, am I kind of speaking the right language here? You certainly are. In fact, there was a Colgate study, and this is something I'd printed off to share. And so funny that you brought it up, but a Colgate study showed that patients that were prescribed a prescription 5,000 parts per million fluoride toothpaste were 20% more likely to refer patients to the practice. They feel cared for, Bam. they feel valued by their uh, healthcare providers, and they're like, hey, my friends need to be getting this kind of care as well. Yeah. Um, and in that same study, it also showed that those patients that were prescribed that prescription toothpaste were 48% life, 48% life likely to need restorative dentistry. So you're doing the right thing by the patients. They're paying yeah. it back to you too, by bringing in their friends and family as well. Yeah. And I think also, I mean, there is this skepticism, I think that unfortunately is, is pretty widespread, um, across the patient, patient population that, you know, um, every time you go to the dentist, you're going to be facing, you know, some really expensive bill for this or that. And, and knowing that you have a provider who is on your team and is really, you know, looking out for your best interests and trying to, 
you know, guard against those those types of procedures and, and really the necessity of those, I think really says a lot and I think makes patients feel so much more comfortable that they're in good hands. And, you know, it just makes sense. And like you said, it's it's best for the patient, but it's also something that that doesn't necessarily have to um you know, work against the bottom line either. So that's, that's pretty cool. Now you said something else that I think is interesting, um, about how uh, I think what I kind of interpreted, you know, what you were saying to be, which is that for a long, long time, preventive care has really been focused on children. And, you know, you mentioned, you know, some of the reasons behind that being benefits and that kind of thing. And that makes total sense, but you know, let's be clear. I mean, prevention is obviously for everyone. It's funny when you said that it reminded me like, you know, I, I met my husband nine years ago and and prior to that, I had no experience whatsoever with dentistry at all other than being in the chair. And, uh, you know, I kind of felt like all of a sudden I started learning these things and I was like, well, where's my sealants? Where's, where's my fluoride varnish? Like why, why didn't I get that? And, and that kind of thing. And it's like, there are still so many opportunities to, you know, like you said, prescription toothpaste. I mean, there's so many opportunities, um, to, you know, to be promoting preventive care throughout the life cycle of the patient. So I'm so glad that you said that. Um, what else? I mean, what else do private practitioners need to know about preventive care, about the types of, of services even that you're offering at Elevate, the, the types of products that are available to them? If someone's listening to this podcast today and they're saying, well, damn, I I really want to get more involved in this particular aspect of dentistry, where do you recommend they start? Yeah, um, gosh, find find some of those uh, sales teams out there that you do respect and that do bring valuable information that can really help educate you and your team and help you guys get started. And Elevate's happy to be that resource for you. Uh, but there's just a lot of great research out there too and a lot of great resources that are available online. So if, it, if it's a caries risk assessment that you're currently not conducting, but you want to formalize that. And I also like to say, you know, every clinician is doing a, a caries risk assessment at some sort. When you're laying that patient back and you're having conversations with your patient, it is very easy for a clinician to be able to identify, okay, this patient has an increased risk for decay without actually yeah. doing that questionnaire. But it's really a good idea to formalize that because, again, if we talk about profitable prevention, yeah. there are CDT codes that are specific to a patient's risk level. So yeah. D0603, uh, D0, you know, there's different codes that are available that can be sometimes plans will reimburse for those. So you'll get reimbursed sometimes for doing a caries risk assessment. And then what we understand to be the future of some of these uh insurance companies is they these insurance companies understand how much more affordable it is to cover prevention. So if they're constantly seeing a D0603 or that high risk code for a patient, they're more likely in the future to cover that fluoride varnish treatment for an adult where maybe before they cut that benefit off for a child. Um, same thing with, um, you know, prescription toothpaste, where a lot of most insurance plans don't currently cover that. They used to in the past. They're now starting to come back around to um, see more coverage there. Again, it all goes back to seeing those uh, low, moderate, or high-risk codes with a patient. So you do want to formalize your caries risk assessment to some degree so yeah. you can put those codes to it. And then, of course, from there, you can look at all the research that's out there that, okay, what do I do when my patients are moderate to high risk? 
Yeah. And there was a really neat camera study that was done. And it showed that it was, they did 460 carries risk assessments. And in that, they found that 58.2% of those patients were moderate to high risk. So moderate D0602, high risk D0603. And what they did was they had divided these patients into two groups. They had the intervention group who received these Canberra recommended products. So they received prescription toothpaste rather than over-the-counter, um, maybe xylitol, chlorhexidine, plus fluoride varnish. And then the control group just received your basic over-the-counter products, over-the-counter toothpaste, over-the-counter rinses, maybe some sorbitol candies. And after 24 months of tracking these patients, they found that the control, or excuse me, the intervention group, only 25% of those remained at that moderate to high risk um, level. So these simple, simple changes and these simple, simple preventive measures can just make a huge impact impact for these patients that have an increased risk. So yeah. it is very neat to see. Yeah, absolutely. One thing we haven't talked about um, so far, and I guess shame on me because I'm I'm <laughs> I'm all about the marketing, but we haven't really talked about the storytelling uh, behind preventive care and how that can be such an effective um, messaging tool for practices when communicating with their patients, when uh, marketing to you know generate more new patient appointments and reach you know more folks beyond the walls of their practice. So. You know, there's a really compelling story to be told when it comes to why is prevention so important? Why is a practice that prioritizes preventive care, um, you know, so why is that so desirable? Can you talk a little bit about, you know, anything that you you advise uh, practices to do when communicating with patients or communicating with potential patients about the importance of preventive care and and what they can do to really position themselves as a practice that that is really in line with that kind of thinking? Yeah, sure. Well, you know, we we I mentioned earlier how offices are so fearful of coming across to their patients that they're selling them a product like a prescription toothpaste when yeah. really it's the right thing to do. Well, if they've conveyed to patients how, hey, we are a prevention-focused practice, and I want to prevent all this drilling and filling and these big restorative cases, that in itself says a lot to the patient. Like, they're not trying to sell me this yep. huge restorative casework. You know, they are really, yes, they're trying to sell me this prescription toothpaste at $20 for a six-month supply. But in reality, they're doing this because they're trying to prevent these $1,000 restorative cases. So I think that messaging to patients that, hey, we're doing this to prevent your decay is huge. And so I think that goes along with that carries risk assessment. Once you identify that a patient has an increased risk, it's taking that minute to sit that patient up, explain to them your findings, explain to the patient what's putting them at risk because patients don't know that their multiple medications they're taking is causing their dry mouth and that causes them to be you know, at a risk for decay. Yeah. Patients don't realize that as soon as they get that ortho on where they've been a healthy patient before, but now they're going through orthodontic treatment, that's just very hard for those patients to keep those areas clean themselves. So of course they're going to be at an increased risk for decay. I'm um, snacking throughout the day, even soda intake. Patients don't necessarily realize that their coffee or soda that they're drinking every day is acidic and can cause these issues. So yeah, really I've mostly patient. given up, mostly given up soda, <laughs> but coffee, you're going to have to it's pry that out of my cold, dead hands. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I'm right there with you. So yeah, patients just don't know. So if they realize that those are the things that are putting them at risk and that you're trying to do things to help them, help them be as healthy as possible, then I think that softens that relationship instantly. Like, man, you really value my care. I, you know, I feel, I 
this is the place I want to be for sure. And of course, it goes back to that referral system as well. Yeah, a hundred percent. Well, I think that's so true. I mean, there's just so much value in positioning your practice as one that, that really is looking out for the best, um, for the best of the patient. And I, and I think people appreciate that. People aren't stupid. I mean, they, they know when what you're saying is coming from a good place and is motivated by, you know, not just, um, not just good business sense, but, but really, a um, a, a care and a desire to make sure that you're, that your patient is living his or her, their best life. So, um, this has been so great. I, I can't tell you how much I've appreciated this conversation, Haley. I want to hear though. Um, I want to give you an opportunity to talk a little bit about, um, some of the cool stuff in the pipeline over at Elevate. We had a chance to talk about that, um, at NOHC and I'd love to just hear, you know, in your own words, what's some of the stuff that's got you excited right now within the world of preventive treatments and, and what can folks expect to see from, from, uh, Elevate here? In, in the months and years ahead. Yeah, definitely. So we've had some exciting product launches this year. Uh, we recently launched the new Advantage Rest Silver Dining Fluoride Gel Formula, which has been a game changer. The gel is nice. It's your same 38% SDF, but with a thickening agent. So it really stays localized right to yeah. where you want it. So that's something we hear from a lot of offices is, oh, that stuff can be messy. I don't want it to drip on counters. I don't want it to flow throughout the patient's mouth. So the gel really has really solved that problem. Um, and that's a great product as not only for caries arrest, but for prevention. So if you haven't explored using that preventively, give us a call because we can happily explain how that works out to you. And then our other newest product is a great one for prevention. It's POV1, which is a 10% povidone iodine. So much like the povidone iodine, you probably all have underneath your bathroom counters right now to clean uh, cuts and scrapes. It's the same thing and it has really profound oral implications as well and can significantly cool. impact the bacterial load. So if you do fluoride varnish, you want to uh, do a POV1 application prior to your fluoride varnish because those two together too have a pretty impressive synergistic effect in the mouth. So good one to check out as well. Really, really cool. Good stuff. Good stuff happening over there. How can people get in touch with you, Haley? How can they learn more about Elevate? Um, what's the best place to go if, if folks are interested? Absolutely. So I would start with checking us out online. It's just elevateoralcare.com. And along with prevention, education is something we really pride ourselves on. So check us out. We do almost monthly, we do a free live continuing education webinar with a lot of great experts in the field. Um, we have many on silver diamine fluoride, and we try to bring just whatever our um, audience is requesting. So for example, our August webinar is going to be on infection control. Um, we've got oral cancer next month, so not necessarily things that are in our wheelhouse, but just uh, topics that our audience has requested. So those really are cool. all free. They can be viewed on demand on our website as well. So check us out at ElevateOralCare.com. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Haley, I can't thank you enough. And if I have my way about it, I will be dragging you back on at some point in the future to talk more about some of the amazing things that you guys are up to over at Elevate and, and some of the, the really interesting topics that we touched on. I think we could spend all day talking about risk assessments and, and really incorporating a um, broader view of patient health um, and, and that kind of thing. I just I love what you guys are doing over there. So thank you so much for joining uh, me today and for sharing with our listeners um, your insights and expertise. I can't thank you enough. And I will be posting in the show notes, of course, for folks listening out there, how to get in touch with Haley, how to learn more about Elevate Oral Care, and we'll go from there. But Haley, thank you so much. And um, if you'll have it, I would love to have you back on at some point. 
Absolutely. Thanks so much, Dan. Awesome. Thank you so much. Take care. Thanks for joining the Dental Domination Podcast from Dentalscapes. Visit dentalscapes.com for a free strategy session and learn how to generate more leads, drive more new patient appointments, and improve practice profitability. Dentalscapes.com.